0: Section twenty of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jim Locke of Floyd, Virginia. The World's Story Volume One: China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific, edited by Eva March Tappan section twenty milan the maiden chief by unknown from the third century a d to the seventh disorder and crime increased there was a northern an eastern and a western kingdom and there were attacks by the huns one emperor favored buddhism another banished or slew its priests and destroyed their books in the very death chamber of an emperor one of his sons struck down another that he might gain the kingdom for himself extravagance was carried so far as to become wickedness one ruler built himself a magnificent palace large enough to shelter his ten thousand attendants his bodyguard was a regiment of superbly dressed women mounted on horseback on his amusements money was spent like water wherever he went he found bodies of his subjects hanging from the trees for they had chosen suicide rather than death by starvation but this was nothing to him and his wild extravagance continued one emperor used to run through the streets with a drawn sword slaying every one that was so unfortunate as to come in his way another saw the enemy coming and instead of defending his city he occupied himself in burning the royal library saying that all his studying of books was of no avail when the time of his need had come and now they should be destroyed freaks and vagaries ruled the land now and then an emperor arose who loved his people and punished whoever oppressed them one such sovereign was poisoned by his own mother it is small wonder that with his last breath he besought buddha never again to send him to earth as an emperor from this time of warfare come many stories of brave deeds one commander turned a hopeless defence into a victory by his quickness of wit as the foe advanced he threw open the gates of the city called away the sentinels took a seat on a tower in full view and began to play merrily on his guitar naturally the enemy supposed that he had some scheme in hand which made him absolutely certain of safety and they withdrew another commander was so nearly overcome by famine that the enemy confidently expected a surrender within a few days one night the besiegers heard the men in the hostile camp hard at work tramping to and fro in the morning they saw great heaps of rice beside the road this meant of course that food and reinforcements had reached the camp during the night and they retreated they did not guess that the heaps were of sand and that the thin covering of rice was the last bit of food in the possession of the starving soldiers in these times of constant fighting it happened more than once that a woman held a fort against an invading enemy such a warrior was Mulan. this poem was written between five hundred and two and five hundred and fifty six a d the editor say maiden at your spinning-wheel why heave that deep-drawn sigh is it fear perchance or love you feel pray tell oh tell me why nor fear nor love has moved my soul away such idle thought a warrior's glory is the goal by my ambition sought my father's cherished life to save my country to redeem the dangers of the field i'll brave i am not what i seem no son has he his troop to lead no brother dear have i so i must mount my father's steed and to the battle high. at dawn of day she quits her door at evening rests her head where loud the mountain torrents roar and mail-clad soldiers tread the northern plains are gained at last the mountains sink from view the sun shines cold and the wintry blast it pierces through and through a thousand foes around her fall and red blood stains the ground but mulan who survives it all returns with glory crowned before the throne they bend the knee in the palace of Changan for many a knight of high degree but the bravest is mulan nay prince she cries my duty's done no guerdon i desire but let me to my home begone to cheer my aged sire she nears the door of her father's home a chief with trumpets blare but when she doffs her waving plume she stands a maiden fair End of section 20 This recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jim Locke of Floyd, Virginia.